in case you guys don't know it yet, um, you know, this is going to be a nerdy show. I say, I see Smash Time saying, oh, this will be a good show. I agree with him. Big shout out to Smash Time. This is going to be a nerdy show. So let me do this. Let me remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com. Sign up for our email list there. We've got Lola's deals. Lola's always sharing deals with you guys. There's lots of links there. If you go through those links, you can you can get some stuff at a good price. Uh, send a couple of shekels in our direction as well, which we appreciate. Helps uh, support the show. If you're looking for the different... Um, platforms that we're on you can find that under strangerholics i probably do need to go through there and update some things and if you all want to talk about that we could definitely get into it we've also got a link to u.s law shield check that out uh, you should have protection um for your protection when you protect yourself check out u.s law shield um if you're going to do an annual membership you can save some money plus a couple of shekels will go in our direction from there as well and um you know what here on the Who Moved My Freedom. Oh, hold on a second. We got someone else coming in. Let me just let him in here. Okay, so listen. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Empire was trying to ban pistol braces and redefine what a firearm is. And the Rebel Alliance turned to the number one freedom and Second Amendment podcast on the face of the planet. Yes, the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. That is... Exactly that is what you guys are watching right now. The Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Let me throw everyone up in the screen here. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, let me smash the open and get into it right now. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. All right, guys, don't forget to Lifestyle hit that subscribe button. Smash those thumbs ups. Ring the bell. Let me see. Where's the bell? Ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. We are live. Okay, we've got a new guest here. We've got Ben... Uh, Gwen, is that the, am I saying it right? Vin Gwen? Vin Nguyen. Vin Nguyen. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Vin Nguyen joining us, um, as well as, uh, let's see who else we got. We got, uh, we got two Richards today. We got Flying Rich and Rich Hoffman of BWE. Let's see the jazz hands. Let's start right there with the jazz hands. Come on with the jazz. You got to do the jazz hands, Vin. There you go. All right. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on tonight. It's going to be a fun show. We're going to talk about some uh, some cool things here. This is episode podcast episode 775. Uh, the, t the, the title is 3D Printing for Everyone Without Guests. Vin, Win, Flying Rich, and Rich from BWE. What's up, gentlemen? How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Doing? good. So good. three of us have printed things. One of us has not. Oh, I see. This is uh, you're trying to get at me already early. We're in the podcast. we're three D print. We're three D shaming. Yeah. Yes. 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 Aww. These three. Yeah. Oh, these. Him? <laughs> yeah. That's this is flying rich. This is how he does. You know. He, that's he how might, I roll. Yeah. He might have not. He's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> no. And Vin, no. if, if you don't know if you don't know Richard Hoffman, Richard Hoffman specializes in machining and marital therapy. Oh. Yes. Okay. So wait, oh, is that is okay. that some kind of sex device? I don't know. Okay, hold on. Listen, we'll get into intros here in a second. I want to do a big shout out. Let's see if we can get this. To Bar Knowles. Bar Knowles sponsors the podcast. They make performance steel case ammunition like this uh, subsonic 9mm, you know, and lots of other kinds of good uh, ammo out there from a Bar Knowles. So shout out to those guys. Um, shout out to everyone in the chat. Make sure you guys smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell, share this if you haven't shared it. 
you know, I, I would ask you nicely and politely, please share. Sharing is caring. Okay. Um, thanks to the folks out there who are doing that. Um, for everyone watching us, uh, let's see. Oh, Gun Doctor TV is out there as well. Shout out to him. Uh, one of the Joshes from Black Diamond Guns and Gear. Lots of people from the, the IV8888 thing. So it's either Josh. It's either. It's either. It's either. Let me see. It could be Big Josh, Little Josh, Other Josh, maybe Brother Josh. There's like 10 Joshes over at Black Diamond Guns and Gear, if you guys don't know. Um, yeah. So we can we can get into all of that here as well. I see shooting gallery NE out there. Um, let's see. And Lola Strange says you are starting early, flying rich, no holding back. I see. Oh, you got in trouble. Hey, it's with been a while. I got a lot to get in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so listen, let me let's do this. Let's start. Uh, yeah, CB says IV eighty eight eighty 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 eight eighty eight. So yeah, um, I did meet uh, this young gentleman here at IV eighty eight eighty eight eighty eight. Vin, tell the folks I wasn't out there. there. Yeah, you weren't there, so that's why I'm making the intros right now. Vin, tell the well, folks. You, you said you you met this young man. Okay, have you looked in the mirror lately? <laughs> Apparently, another person. Neither one of these riches takes their freaking medication. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's start with Vin. Vin, tell the folks who you are, what you do. I don't really know you that well, other than I did meet you at um, at the IV88 event. Uh, well, it's a, it's a pleasure um, and a privilege to be here on your show, Hank. Um, my name is Vin Nguyen. Um, I'm a software engineer by day, illustrator by night, and I just so happened to fall into the um, gun engineering, 3D printed gun community just by making a Twitter and then um, happening to see some 3D printed guns. That's how I got started the movement. Um, I don't know if you can see it on my wall back there, but at the very, very top, I can move my finger right, that thing, mm -hmm. that, that's the revolver, um, Heritage Rough Rider revolver turned into a rifle it's a 16 inch version and that was my claim to fame but anyways yeah i'm just your your everyday gun guy who happened to uh um find a printer and find some guns and make crazy stuff for it yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna roll in some video of that revolver right now because uh when i saw you with this thing i was like okay this right here i want to talk to this dude because i love these kinds of things so hold on let me see if i can get this video playing here uh okay here we go here we go come on here we go all right so let's see come on do it and no it's not doing it oh man okay for some reason my uh phone won't connect to this thing let's see if i can <sighs> just yeah it's so ridiculous okay here we go let's see if i can show it this way uh this is so old school and it's then then not this definitely is pretty not low tech fall. hang yeah what? It's Come not on. focusing. And it's not. There we go. There we oh, go. So there check, we go. check this thing out right here. This is what Vin is talking about. My apologies. If you go check my Instagram or a whole bunch of things, uh, Facebook slash Hank Strange, you'll see all of this. And um, you, you can get the audio and all that kind of stuff, too. So this was really cool. I'm really mad that my uh, something is up. There's so there's there goes Vin. All right, so that's Vin. That's what he does. He does other cool things like that, you know. Uh, we also have Flying Rich in here, and we've got Richard Hoffman. So, Rich, why don't you tell everyone, in case they don't know, who you are, what you do, what's your qualifications to be in on here talking about three D printing? 
Oh, me, Rich? Yes, you, Rich. Or the Sorry, other Rich. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm gonna. Should I assign you guys crazy rich and extra crazy rich? You would be extra crazy rich. So is that? I'm extra crazy rich. Yeah, the extra crazy one. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Crazy. Tell them, huh? I've been tested. I'm not crazy. Oh, okay. Not. <laughs> That's I'm the not first. Crazy. Yeah, the first sign. The first sign right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell people what you do, uh, Rich. Well, I, you know, manufacture parts. I'm a gunsmith by trade, got into the parts business for the money. Um, you know, you can see some of my equipment behind me. Mm -hmm. uh, here, I'll show you my other equipment. Yeah, there's lots of, so, so Vin, yeah. You know, Rich, you've been doing this for what? 30 something years? Uh, I graduated gunsmith school in oh god when did i graduate 80 86 okay. and i've been doing it ever since yeah so um and but so so far as 3d printing you just recently started right because i was looking at uh you put up yeah. an instagram post about this it's bwe firearms van yep. if you want to check it out he, he uh he put up his first thing so it's Where's somewhere mine? in there Man, this I hate this, Hank. This just sucks trying to figure out where stuff is. There we yeah. go. Yeah, BWE firearms up there. Yeah. Where's that thing you 3D printed? It's it's behind you. It's not complete, right? Yeah, it's, it's just right. a it's just a it's just a piece of plastic. I don't know if I'm allowed to touch it or not. Isn't it just a piece of plastic? There's no barrel in it or trigger or no, anything there's like no, that. There's yeah, nothing yeah. In it. I think you could show it. Let's just show it off here for okay. a second. This is Ooh. not a gun, YouTube minders, it's just a piece of plastic. There's nothing in plastic. it. It's not functional. Can't hurt anybody. See, no guts in it. Yeah, except maybe and some dolphins. Is that a Glock Meg? Yeah. Yeah. So what is this you were trying to 3D print? Uh, it's a frame for a Tech 9. And mostly, I'm, uh, I'm starting to work on a project. Um which I can't say much about because uh, I don't want it out there yet. Okay. Uh, a lot of that going around. Yeah, you're working on a project. Yeah. Uh, you know what? My psychic powers told me it has something to do with a Tech 9. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of the projects, but that's right. not. Uh -huh. uh, I'm working on designing uh, mm -hmm. a, a game-changer firearm. Pistol caliber carbine. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, it's going to be a game changer. Yeah. Uh, and I want to use a uh, Glock mag in it. Okay, well, cool. I don't want to, but, you know, it's That's what everyone probably demands. the best thing to use. Yeah. In when I posted that. When everybody I post has them. Right. When I posted that video of, of Vin's gun, the Space Cat, that's the, the first question someone asked. Does it use Glock mag? To take Glock mags? Yeah. So yeah. that's a that's a meme now. And let's go let's go to flying rich. Okay. So, you know, Rich, you've been um you've been 3D printing for a while. You want to tell the guys what kind of stuff you get up to 3D printing wise? Yeah, um, you know, I think you're just completely evil if you print anything to have to do with firearms. So uh here is uh this is an Odroid <laughs> HC one with uh, you know, a custom cooling and fan cover and all that bit 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and this is not a firearm either, but here's a jig so you can drill out a hunk of aluminum with precision. Right, right. And then this is just a paperweight. Uh-huh. And uh, it would take a Glock mag, Glock 9 mil mag. Mm-hmm. And the, this was a broken paperweight, and it would take, uh, you know, an, like an AR mag. How long have you been uh, 3D printing stuff? You know, I kind of took a hiatus on 3D printing. So I, I built an ANET, whatever, A8, I don't know how many years ago. And for a couple of years, I just stopped stopped printing mm-hmm. and I got back into printing. I, I got an Ender 3. I used to do a podcast on 3D printing with a number of other guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got back into it because I was carrying like an LCP2 and an LC9S and I wanted to print a frame that would have a left-handed mag release. It, and I use, I have no issue using guns with a right-hand mag release, but I pocket carry and I would bump the mag release and eject it. Okay. I've now got a SIG P365, so I kind of stopped on that project. Mm-hmm. But I still have those other firearms that I may circle back to it, just to use a phrase, <laughs> uh, and and complete that project. But in the meantime, you've seen the Keltec P50. Mm-hmm. I'm working on the Fraz P200. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Okay, so listen, I just wanted to get everyone to introduce themselves here so you can see if you're coming in, you're like, okay, what qualifications do these guys have to talk about 3D printing? I don't have any. As uh, Rich alluded to earlier, I don't 3D print anything, but I am a fan of 3D printing. I've had uh, Control Pew on here and some other folks out there, and we're going to continue to do this. So that's why we kind of put this together. I I wanted to get... um, Vin on here as well because he's made up some really cool things, which is what I think is the awesomeness of this whole thing. So where do we want to start? Vin, um, is there like a particular place that you want to start, get into this whole thing, uh, you know, while I'm waiting to see if people have questions? Well, um, yeah, the board's kind of open to whatever, you know, you and your audience want to ask about um, printing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mostly work in just PLA plus. That's pretty much the only thing I print, and I'm definitely looking to explore more, um, more exotic filaments too. Okay. Um, I actually just unwrapped an Ender Five Plus, so Whoa. it's actually printing right now, and it's uh oh, it it was pricey, but if you if you are fortunate enough to live in like a place that you know is a civilized an area that has a, you know advanced civilization, basically a microcenter. Um, my tip is that you can get open box and get a good deal on a uh, open box, but mostly complete printer. Because okay. I mean, if you're printing, you're tinkering anyways. Yeah. So Ender Five, what does that cost? Or the end? What is it? Ender um, Five Pro, you said. This is the Ender Five Plus. Plus, I think okay. It, it retails for six hundred. I picked it up open box for five hundred. I think. Mm-hmm. So. Sweet. Okay. What was was anything missing? No, not all. Um, there was a head crash with the bed, but I mean, that's just a replace the nozzle kind of thing. Okay. What's a head crash off the bed for us uninitiated? Uh, so it's when you're misconfiguring your setting printer, you configured it wrong and you have the nozzle crash into the bed. Okay. And you could have just the stop set wrong. And like, I don't know the Ender 5, how much you have to build and how much is pre-built for you. Mm-hmm. 
but there's depending on the printer like i have an ender 3 and so there's just a micro switch when the uh print head comes down it mm-hmm. just a general thing for people that some people have an issue understanding 3d printing so mm-hmm. something like what richard hoffman's doing forever is you know subtractive you take a hunk of metal and you machine a part out of it so you're removing material 3D printing, for people that don't get it, I think the best explanation is it's like a robot arm with a hot glue gun or a caulking gun Mm -hmm. laying down Mm -hmm. a little bead of filament, melted filament. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably a good one. What printer, since we're on the subject of printers, what printer do you have, um, Flying Rich? So I've got two Ender 3s, one still in the box. Uh, I've got the Anet A8 that I've heavily modified and kind of stopped using. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get the second Ender 3 up and running because uh, we're working on a project uh, and you know, the parts are taking like 20 hours a piece. Yeah. So it'd be nice if I had two of them running simultaneously. Yeah, so, that, so um, Flying Rich is my official 3D printer right now. Um, and, and he's, you know, he's, he's, he can do some stuff. I don't know. This is a little, this is a little, this is one of your early things recently, mm-hmm. right here that I have here. Let's see what Richard Hoffman, BWE Rich, what's your yes. printer? I'm going to let you, uh, uh, brag on that a little. I've got one of the matter hackers pulse printers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, uh, I was told to get that and talk to, uh, the guys at Keltech. Mm-hmm. And they have, uh, I think they've got 10 of them now that they're running almost 24-7 making parts on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got all the, the upgrades to run uh, carbon fiber fil- filament. Okay, cool. Well, I can run the carbon fiber and I can run, you know, anything else too. Yeah. But. So, and that's a little, little bit, bit more, more money and it's, yeah. it's that it's that stage between uh you know a commercial printer and a uh, uh i lost my mind right <laughs> it's commercial it, and prosumer yes yeah it's the low yeah. end uh industrial printer it's you know kind of the, the very bottom or the very top depending on how you look at it right but it's a decent printer yeah, what I was going to say is for someone like yourself who obviously is is making guns and has been making guns for a while, that's probably not a bad place to jump in. Although probably like if if some if someone else out there just wanted to get into this from nothing, the the best thing is like an Ender Pro 3 or something, right? That's what I hear everyone yeah. says. Yeah. Yeah, and the, like, the thing um, is mm-hmm. Go ahead, Rich. Go ahead, Rich. Oh, Amazon, I I I didn't want a second Ender 3 necessarily, but they had, uh, it was like $165. Okay. So I was like, crap, yeah, you got to jump in, in on that. Yeah. 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 Right. The barrier of entry is just so low. Right off. Yeah. The barrier of entry is low. Is that what you're saying, Ben? Yeah. It's, it's gotten, I thought 200 was the baseline for getting in. Now that's 160. That's like most well, certainly accessible to anyone who wants to start mm-hmm. printing. Yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of questions coming in. So, uh, BWE, um, did you, you wanted to make a point there before I asked you this question, right? Or did you get that out? Um, I think I got it out. Yeah. 
So we, we caught Richard in the middle of like, Richard was yeah. not, so Richard Hoffman was not planned to come on, but I thought it would be cool for him to come on because he makes stuff and we're talking about making things and guns and he's getting into 3D printing. So I figured it would be cool for him to talk to Flying Rich or talk to Vin. Um, I saw that when yeah. you were making, you, you did your first print, I think that was like a gun thing and you had some issues with it. Um, so I want to talk about that as as well as whatever else you guys want to talk about. American Freedom Outdoors, though, is asking you, BWE, how much would you charge if you were going to make a 3D printed carbon fiber handguard for an AR-15? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah but I don't think you'd want that um, because yeah, the, it, the material probably isn't going to be strong enough. I, yeah. It, and I don't mean to... Richard, I'm, I'm guessing your printer has like a ruby nozzle, ruby throated nozzle. Is yeah, that it's, it? it's got the ruby nozzle in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, what is it? An Olsen ruby nozzle or something like that. Mm -hmm. And and, and so that's designed because when you in it. when you print something like carbon fiber or any other filament with you know particles embedded in it, it it'll erode the throat of like a brass nozzle. So typically, mm -hmm. when you're printing anything that doesn't have you know fibers impregnated in it you you print with a brass nozzle and you know those things are super cheap okay okay um and then on that on that particular subject is it even like worth it to try to 3d print a carbon fiber handguard anyone could jump in there flying rich says I, no. I don't think with yeah i don't think with the technology that we're using the three of us are using right now mm -hmm. um there may be some high-end stuff that would make it worthwhile Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Vin? I think that the cost of the uh, filament for the carbon fiber itself doesn't justify the cost of printing one on commission. You'd, that'd be a really expensive, yeah. you know, um, part to print. Yeah. Does anyone know what a carbon fiber handguard just costs if you buy it from? Uh, I don't know if that price. I is think they're around three hundred bucks. Three hundred. I think yeah. two, yeah. three hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they used to be more than that in the beginning. To to. Uh, yeah. To get that so yeah you're probably better off that way going right. that right so one of the things so 3d printing is kind of cool um mm -hmm. uh this is just in my prototyping oh, where's my camera right there so like full screen yeah so i printed this to see if my design was good and i could print it without supports so when i printed this so this took like two hours this took like 15 hours to print so one of the cool things about 3D printing is you can prototype something scaled down. I guess you can do that with CNC machining also to see how yeah. your program runs. Um, but the other cool thing about 3D printing, and, and this might be a good topic for you know somebody like Richard Hoffman, is you could do like a lost wax process, but a lost PLA process. Like this is printed with PLA. And so mm -hmm. you could make a mold, you could print something, put it in plaster, make a mold out of it and then melt aluminum and pour it in there and mm. cast a piece if you need something stronger. Okay. So <clears throat> theoretically you could print something like this as a mold, you know, to do like the lost wax process or in this case, mm. lost PLA process and, you know, have a product and product made in aluminum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. 
Um, there's people doing that in other industries. Let me ask Vin this, because um, I, I really I like the fact that that space gat that you had was so different and off the wall. Um, I wish I could go to your. I, I still can't connect my phone to this thing. Um, but uh, what like what what do you think about when you're when you're getting into these guns? You know what makes you what inspires you to go in this direction and, and try to. Everyone else is just trying to print an AR-15 or something traditional. Why do you go the different route? I I go a different route mainly because um I, I do have a creative side and I, I, I try to express it, you know, when I'm I'm not on the clock or even when I'm on the clock, you know. Mm -hmm. Um when I look at printing a gun, for example, I, I look at some some I don't know, criteria. The first criteria I look at for a gun to print is is it a viable model to print. There's a few uh, parts such as whether the rails are um, embedded into the serialized component itself or whether the the frame has an abundance of parts. Um, those would be viable candidates for basically resurrecting all the abundance of parts kits that are online and constantly on sale on sites like EGP or Gunbroker. Um, the other criteria I look for is, um, is it customizable? You know, um, for example, you know, the Caltech CP33. You know, um, mm -hmm. that's just that's made. It's begging to be accessorized. It's a blank slate. You can make whatever you want for it. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with, uh, you know, other other pistols, other rifles too. It's mm -hmm. just the customization aspect of it. The okay. third part is um, what kind of abominations can I make to oh. utterly shock people? <laughs> right. You okay. Know, so like, that's <laughs> okay. That's that's so it's deliberate. It's deliberate. <laughs> it, it's deliberate. Um, if mm -hmm. you uh, if you could pull up my Insta, now see if I can pull it up. I yeah. I, I happen to be able to get my hands on a N double A twenty two LR revolver, mm -hmm. um, and I just was like, oh, what if someone made an AR fifteen you know pistol grip for it, and then I did and. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, let me uh, hold on. Um, let me let me see if I can go. Hold on, hold that up. I'll go full screen. Uh, Let's all see. Right, hang on. Yeah, go ahead, you. show it again. I'm gonna try to pull up your your Instagram here. <laughs> 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 oh boy, <laughs> yeah. Let's see if we while while you while you guys are talking about this, I'm gonna see if I can pull it up because I can't do it through my phone, but I might may, may be able to do this through. Um, trying to see if i could do it through oh man okay yeah i've got to figure out a way to get in there and show the instagram better than this my apologies on that yeah but you so you're deliberately trying to shock people is that just so you can show people you know that the possibilities are endless here yeah that it's your your limitations are really how you can express yourself in whatever cat program you use and mm -hmm. the um Limitations of the material you're using. That's what I want to demonstrate. And plus, okay. it's fun. Right. Absolutely. Okay. What do you? So, so anyone else here? When you guys are thinking about uh, what you're making, what's the philosophy of it? Uh, Richard Hoffman. Um, is it? Is it just? All, it's all practical to you, right? Because obviously, yeah, this is what you it's, do. You know, it's practical. Uh, I'm. Three D printing is. For production parts, it's still in its infancy. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I'm trying to get into it now because I know what's coming. Mm -hmm. uh, you know the uh, 
the Keltex CP33, is that what it is? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, uses 3D printed parts. Mm -hmm. uh, it was designed on 3D printers. I mean, they designed it and printed it before they even started cutting metal. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're still doing design work for it, you know, trying different grips and trying that kind of thing. Um, you know, I see a lot of the people, oh, well, I want to print a, you know, an AR receiver. And it's, you know, I kind of look at it. Uh, it's not going to hold up, you know, for what I'm doing, you know, and if I'm going to sell this stuff, mm -hmm. I want to be able to put through five to 10,000 rounds in one sitting as fast as I can mm -hmm. and have that piece survive. If it doesn't survive, it's a total failure. Yeah. How close do you guys think, so, you know, for Vid and Flying Rich that are doing more 3D printing, how close do you think we are to that where people will have uh, some kind of level of confidence in what's being 3D printed? I, I think the confidence it's material. is... Yeah. It's probably already there. Okay. Um, if you can see on my board here, the green pistol and the yellow um, pistol mm -hmm. are there. That's the FNS 40 and the one on top is the FNS 9 frame. Mm -hmm. That's a frame that you may have seen a video drop by Print Shoot Repeat where he did, you know, $150 printed gun that works. Mm -hmm. um, the critical bits in these particular type of frames are metal. The locking block and the barrel, the fire control group, you know, the, the bits that matter are still mm -hmm. the same pistol, you know, okay. it's still the same parts. Yeah. And it's so the frame that just holds everything together. Yeah. So that part of it, what, what I'm assuming that you're saying there about that is that part of it doesn't really matter because that's not dealing with any stress or anything like that. Right. Right. Correct. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? What do you think about this flying rich? That same question. Like, what so, do you think about when we'll be ready? Yeah. So, okay, um, I, the, the difference, it, it's kind of like our, I'll go airplanes. Um, like the first all composite uh, certified airplane was the Beechcraft Starship designed by Burt Rutan and John Rons. Mm -hmm. And they over-engineered it because nobody knew what the tolerances and stresses were. We're kind of in that area. Now, everybody's first choice on an airframe is a composite and their last choice is metal, you know, aluminum. Uh, and I guess it's kind of like Glock. When Glock came out, everybody was running a metal frame pistol. And now almost everybody is making a polymer pistol. Mm -hmm. And the, the polymer, I, I think is pretty analogous with, with the same relative size and strength uh, and width construction, you can 3d print the equivalent. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things we haven't covered on 3D printing is there's a bunch of different ways to 3D print. So what we're all talking about today is FDM. So it's like a hot glue gun, you know, melting a weed whacker line and mm -hmm. printing a line. Okay. Now, I, Vanessa Kitty mentioned uh, laser sintering, and then there's um, what, what is the one where it's a liquid with a laser? I can't remember the term offhand. Then um, help me out. Uh, SLS? No. Resin printing, no, they I, call it. Resin printing, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, yeah, there's SLS and re resin printing. 
Um, there's one guy on YouTube. Oh gosh, where, where is he? The Portuguese guy. He always does Tesla type stuff. He's been 3D printing um, like rocket motors hmm. and you know highly unsuccessful or minimally successful, but it's just cool video to watch. And if you're interested in that stuff, so. I think probably the best example, Vin has one, and, and Vin, I was totally impressed with, one, whatever you saw, Hank, that mm -hmm. he had out on the table at Iraq Veteran was yeah. nothing compared to what he had in his car. You know, I went back That's to his car. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Yeah. And, and he showed me like a mad assortment of stuff. It's like, holy cow. It's like, you, you could do a whole bunch of shows on what Vin's been up to. Mm -hmm. But the coolest thing, I think, in 3D printing is the FGC-9. Ben, why don't you talk about that? Yeah, the FGC-9 is um, – start with the Mark One, and I actually have it right there in the corner yeah. behind is my it, loading is it, press. Is it on the uh, – let me see, because I think I just found your Instagram here. Um, so which one – let's see, FGC-9. It's uh, on, click is on – I don't know if you can see the scroll – uh, what am I looking at here? Might be. Uh, I'm watching you scroll right now. I think. Let me let me scroll on my own screen too, just so I can find it. Yeah. If someone oh. sees it here, let me. Oh, oh there, you go. there you go. There. The middle. This gray. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, Instagram's not gonna let me open it. Sign in, <laughs> bastards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got so something like in. that. Yeah. 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 So what you're looking at there is the FGC-9 um, Mark mm -hmm. II. This is a revision to the original FGC-9. Okay. Um, and the FGC-9 stands for, you know, um, Fudge Gun Control 9. Yeah. You <laughs> can curse, curse if you want to. I mean, I don't know if you do or you don't. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to drop the habit. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All um, right. Mm -hmm. So the... The gun was designed to be able to be made with hand tools and COTS parts um, in places that are, are restricted, like Europe or Asia. When I say mm. COTS, I mean commercial off-the-shelf. Okay. Um, so that's a gun that you could make the barrel with hydraulic tubing. You could print in a fire control group even, um, weld the bolts together, and find a spring. And, you know, with some metric uh, um, nuts and bolts, mm. you have a gun. And yeah. The the amazing thing about the gun is that aside from the fact that it can be printed and made anywhere, mm -hmm. is that um, its ejection mechanism is really innovative. Okay. When it's a it's a straight blowback um, platform, but there's no extractor, right? Because it's straight blowback. When the round comes back out, there's a ejector rod that pivots on the side of the gun in the upper receiver. And it knocks out the spent round after okay. you finish firing. Okay, the shell casing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm okay. Yeah. So that is that. That's what makes it easy uh, to work on. So I, I'm guessing uh, BWE, Rich, you've uh, worked on some stuff like that in the past, the traditional way, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 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 So I don't know if that's coming in the realm of what you're. <laughs> of uh your thing that you're working on or what i mean does any of this bring up any questions for you or not really i mean um a lot of the stuff that really that i'm going to be doing with mm -hmm. 3d printing is prototype work okay where it just shines in the gun industry i mean they've been doing it for 
oh god when did ruger do the what's the little uh the lcp lcp yeah yeah the the little you, ruger uh, yeah you mean when they basically ripped off caltech yeah uh -huh. yeah right I, um i remember that but that yeah. and the revolver <laughs> yeah um they stole Caltech's both, 3D 3D model and then and then made yeah. their own version, right? Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. They were both 3D printed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it completely. Yeah. 3D Rapid prototype. So they could get the size right and the feel right, and they printed. I think they printed half a dozen copies of each and just passed them around Ruger. Yeah. And you know, okay, write comments. What do you think? How's it feel? You know, is the grip too big, too small, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they sent it up to Pine Tree Casting and had the parts cast. Yeah. So I think that's a good that's a good point that Rich is making of where 3D printing is today, which is in the rapid prototyping thing. And then what we're trying to talk about is like, hey, will you be able to, you know, sit at home? You want a particular gun, you kick that 3D printer off, it makes the gun. And it is durable enough, you know, for you to use it versus like what we're seeing um, in things in things that are out there. And I think I agree with Vin that okay, it comes down to the parts, right? If if it's the parts, um, the parts that are polymer, you know, if that if that's not exactly where it's seeing the action or where it's being used, that's not an issue. But the parts that are metal, that's where we can't do it right now, right? Those parts have to be made the traditional way until someone figures out how to 3D print those metal parts and make them strong and durable enough. Am I in the right ballpark there? Um, I, I don't see 3D printing as the only, the only mm -hmm. tool in someone's tool set. I think it's a tool mm -hmm. that can be combined yeah. with other methods. Like, yeah. you know, Ivan the Troll has the ECM barrel process, mm -hmm. electrical chemical machining. Um, and so, I believe it comes down to a matter of accessibility. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Vin, describe the ECM, what that means, and, and how it works. So, to my understanding, electrical chemical electrochemical machining basically runs a current through some wires, and um, in 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 the water or a mixture, so it's water is being pumped through, and. I I don't recall this solution or not. You have to put in salt water. Salt water, that's right, mm -hmm. salt water. Yeah. And so what ECM does is the electrical current comes through and it strips off bits of the metal um, along the path. And the pump basically washes the material away from where it's being stripped off due to the current. Mm -hmm. so and that makes, the, the that cool makes rifling? Is, Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sorry. So you 3D print the fixtures. So the FGC-9, you can electrochemically machine the barrel. Mm -hmm. So the actual barrel um, is like a piece of hydraulic pipe. So it withstands the high pressure. Mm -hmm. You then print a whole bunch of fixtures because it's not the right diameter for 9 millimeter. So you then electrochemical machine it out to the right diameter. Then you machine electrochemical machine the chamber and then you electrochemical machine the rifling. I might not have the order absolutely correct, so forgive mm -hmm. me. But I think that's just cool as hell. It's just nutty cool that you don't need any kind of complex anything to mm -hmm. rifle a barrel. You just take this, you know, fixture that you 3D printed that has wires in it, 
uh, like copper wires, and you just shove it down the center of the barrel, and then that electrochemically machines the rifling yeah. into the barrel. Yeah, yeah. I think I think potentially you could probably it, there's going to be a future where you could do all of these things. I think where we're at right now, as as um, BWE Rich is saying, you know. We could rapid prototype stuff. We can get it out there. If you're a smaller company, as Rich is, you know, and you want to put this in front of people and, and see if there's an interest in it, get a, you know, early investments and things like that going on what you want to make, um, especially if you're, you're going up against the bigger companies that don't want to make different things, right? Like we were talking about Glock. Glock doesn't want to make yeah. cool stuff necessarily, <laughs> right? You know, um, so this gives... Yep. This gives smaller companies that opportunity to uh, to get in there, and that's exciting. Someone like Rich, who's been doing this for a long time, knows the inside workings of guns and things like that, has the tools to do a lot of it. He can make a rapid prototype. People are interested. He can now uh, continue that process. There's also big companies doing it. And then, as Vin is saying, though, like this is where um, all the different things that people out there are doing to try to put an end to, to guns, to firearms, and our access to them, this is where this is the proof that the genie is already out of the bottle, and you know you're you're not going to stop it because people can go pretty far um, on their own, right? With without mm -hmm. going to the companies. Well, that so now. I always think it's crazy that the ATF wants to label fill in the blank as mm. criminal enterprise. But one of the reasons I'm interested in building AR-15s or mm. you know, had an interest to build an AR-15, let me say it that way, I want to know how it works. So if the thing breaks, I know how to fix it. Like, uh, last event I went to in Texas, my AR-9 pistol mm. you know, failed. And so that evening I went back to the hotel and on the, the sink in the the suite i pushed out the hammer pin and trigger pin and found that there was a uh, primer stuck under the trigger mm. and, and that's why my you know ar9 pistol failed okay so th this way you have a familiarity with it you understand how it works and what, what i always consider in science the happy accidents does, does anybody know the origin of scotch guard Scotch guard? No, I don't. Uh, Scotch guard. You, you know what Scotch guard is, right? Um, isn't no that idea. the coating? Isn't Scotch guard the coating for furniture? I think. So yeah. Scotch guard is a coating, and basically, it's like water repellent. Nothing sticks to it. Nothing stains mm -hmm. it, and all that bit. So it's it's a fantastic product. The way Scotch guard was invented was an accident. So mm -hmm. one of the chemists at 3M dropped a chemical on his shoe. And noticed like weeks or months later that where that spot was, it didn't get dirty. Mm -hmm. He's like, and he looked through his notes and figured out what the chemical was. Mm -hmm. And that's how he, how Scotchgard was invented. And I think the problem with what goes on in the United States is we don't manufacture crap here anymore in offshore, wherever it may be. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are doing the manufacturing. And they're potentially the ones that are going to have the happy accidents in the future. Mm -hmm. So I think the cool thing is, like, you can 3D print anything you want. But when you start saying, hey, I can use 3D printing to make a tool to electrochemically machine something. I can use 3D printing to do a lost PLA process like lost wax. Mm -hmm. Or I can do some other thing where, mm -hmm. you know, it's like the second and third order thinking where you're not just simply doing the print 
when it's mm-hmm. doing something else. That's where I think it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. You had to get, you had to cut the AC on, Rich. Yeah, the, uh, the three phase yeah, power. Had, yeah, <laughs> Rich had to go cut the AC. On. I had to turn my power on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, All of a sudden, I, my computer said battery lo- running low. Oh, <laughs> okay. I was like, yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, I think that's a good point that uh, Flying Rich is making here. Um, this is how we we discover things, even like doing what Vin is doing out there. Um, even though you might be doing it for shock value, which I think you're trying to get more and more people into it. Um, there's going to be some cool stuff that someone's going to see it and go like, there's a there's a pretty good reaction to that to that video that I put up. Um, you know, and mostly people are like, oh, that's that's cool. You know, why why wouldn't I rock with that? I, I like the stuff that Vin is doing. I yeah. like the stuff uh-huh. that he's doing a lot more than what a lot of the people. I mean, so many people. Oh, I'm building an AR receiver. Who gives a <laughs> shit? So is everybody else. Yeah, like a thousand companies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you got a thousand companies doing it. You got ten thousand individuals doing it. Yeah, you know. I don't. Mind, I don't mind people doing AR receivers, but can we flip it up? Can we make no. it different somehow? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be some way that we could, from what's already out there. So this is a, a couple of questions here for Vin, but let me do this one. JNY says, "What is Vin's favorite all-time build of his own design?" Oh, oh my gosh. Um, I think I think my new favorite is the uh, Scorpion Twenty Two. Um, let me see that scorpion kit right there. Uh, oh, let's see, Scorpion Twenty Two. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I see it. Yeah. Twenty Two. Yeah. Um, okay, that was on your um, Instagram also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so let me ask you this. Uh, let me ask you this, Richard Hoffman. What would you like to ask Vin? You know, um, what kind of stuff would you like to ask someone like him or or Flying Rich? You know, I know you were you were you were making it. What was the problem with your print that you did? What went wrong with that? Uh, one, I had the printer. I moved the printer onto my desk okay. uh, from where I had it, mm-hmm. and it's right by the air return for the. Uh, HVAC system mm-hmm. and you know I I felt it before and it's like okay there's no no draft here mm-hmm. well there's just enough of a draft hmm. where I got just a little warpage uh, front to the front to the back I think I got it's less than a sixteenth of an inch warpage mm-hmm. uh, you know which, you know, the way I look at it, if it's not dead nut straight, it's a complete fail. Because I'm okay. used to, you know, I machine something, you know, and it's dead nut straight. Okay. Um, so location, location was the big problem. Yeah, I, I got to move it back to where it was, try it again. Uh, I'll probably end up ha- having to either get or build a box for it, which I knew getting into this that I would probably have to do. Um, yeah. Dude Abide know. says, oh my God, air ruins 3D printing. I knew it. <laughs> well, so, so, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. Out. Huh? <laughs> Don't leave your filament out for a few days. It'll dry up. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Well, it's on the comment yeah. about air ruins 3D printing. Oh, okay. Well, depending. 
I, I mean, it could. It's also hygroscopic, so it absorbs water. So mm. yep. you could have issues with that. So I, I have in my office here. I'm sitting behind like a partner desk, and on the other side of my monitors, I have two 3D printers. Mm-hmm. I don't actually like the. For, I don't like the smell so much, and I don't like the noise more. Mm-hmm. And I really either want to put them in my garage or when my daughter goes back to college, put them in her room. Mm-hmm. And I have Raspberry Pis running as print servers. Do, do you use Octoprint, Octopi, Finn? Oh yeah. So okay. that, that's, that's what is that? Octoprint, you can't go back. Yeah, what is that? Explain that. But but I also want to talk about location and storing of materials. But what is uh, Octopi? Uh, so um, no, go for it, Finn. So it's basically a little um, print server that runs on the Raspberry Pi. Um, each instance of OctoPi controls one printer, um, and if you're, you know, savvy enough, you can actually have one Raspberry Pi running multiple instances of OctoPrint. Yeah. So um, should we pull up? Should I go search for Raspberry? Like, uh, here's what I know about Raspberry Pi because my brother, who is like a IT guy, has been for a long time. He's he's been into this. These are like little tiny cheat boxes that are basically computers. That you can mm-hmm. program to do a whole bunch of stuff here. in uh, what is it Linux or something? Okay, here we here's, go. Here's my Raspberry Pi cluster. Mm-hmm. And it looks nothing like a Raspberry Pi, but yeah, it's just a. I'll show you. But the actual Hold thing on. is what? Just a car? Just a board? Yeah, it's a little so board. This is what I'm working on. So it's basically a four-board Raspberry Pi cluster with a uh, five-port switch in it. Uh-huh. So it's going to be one power line and one Ethernet cable going in. But the individual board, you know, that's – let's see. Which way do I go? That's a Raspberry Pi right there. Right, and you're trying to make it look like the Apple trash can. That's what EVM53 yes. is saying, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> so that's your co- – so so my understanding of this is that's your computer that's controlling your prints? Well, I'm the cluster. I'm doing something different for the uh, Raspberry Pis that are running my prints, uh, my 3D printers. I have it a case like this is a sleeve case, mm-hmm. so the Raspberry Pi just slots in here. And you know, one of the things that Vin didn't mention, um, OctoPi. The cool thing about it is you can put a webcam, and you can watch your print. On I also have on my network uh, Spaghetti Detective. So mm-hmm. Spaghetti Detective can also watch for failures. It's an AI. Mm-hmm. So first off, everything, like all the important stuff on my home network doesn't phone home. It, mm-hmm. It's just localized on my network. So I don't want other people's AI, like you could get Spaghetti Detective as a subscription. If you're printing, you know, Harry Potter figures and all that bit, who cares? Mm-hmm. But if I'm printing stuff and I don't want other people to know about it, I want everything local on my own network. Mm-hmm. Um so you can also do a time lapse, which is very cool. So you can, you know, if you want to do YouTube videos, in case you're a YouTuber, if anybody's ever heard of YouTube, mm-hmm. um, you no. can post like your project on YouTube and mm-hmm. show the time lapse uh, of it actually getting printed, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, uh, so Richard Hoffman, what are you using? I know LV Louis Cipher is asking, what platforms does this software run on? What are you using as your computer? Since these guys are using like. Uh, some some obviously I'm, I'm using stuff. old gaming laptops. Okay, PCs. You know, because huh? PC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, because I've got 
because of my 3D modeling, I've had to use gaming laptops for the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife does a lot of genealogy and the scanner she uses mm -hmm. to scan the documents and stuff uh, needs a gaming laptop because of the card and everything mm -hmm. else. So when we replace a laptop, like I'm getting ready to replace mine, well, she'll probably get it and I'll get her old one mm -hmm. uh, is usually how it works. So I'll have another gaming laptop that you know they're old but they work for 3d printing just fine yeah and you know so, they got good good graphics cards in them and a lot of memory in yeah so are you using um what operating system are you using though rich windows 10 windows 10 okay yeah uh, um vin how are you doing it and can mac be used for example can someone do this on mac because it has a lot to do with your with whatever your 3d modeling software is right yeah um Octoprint is really just a, a software that runs on, you know, any OS. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I just happen to use a particular flavor for, mm -hmm. you know, Raspberry Pi, which runs a flavor of Unix. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, I mean, yeah, you have a spare computer, just install Unix wherever on it and mm -hmm. can run it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's so uh, there, there's a couple of components that we, we didn't talk about. So first off, uh, Octoprint runs on the Raspberry Pi, which is Raspbian typically, but the interface, the user interface is web-based, you know, just like a lot of things. So it really doesn't matter, you know, like I have a Mac desk or I have a MacBook Pro that I'm using as a desktop basically. Mm -hmm. But if I'm walking around the house and I want to see how my print is going, or if I'm out, I could like VPN into my home network from my phone on a browser and take a look at the print and see how it's doing. Okay. Or if I, you know, I walk around the house with my Chromebook, I can likewise pop open a browser, go to uh, the Octopi page and, and see how the print is going, which is kind of cool. What we haven't talked about, so there's, there's a couple of components. So you may have design where you're doing the 3D development of a custom product, and then you have the part where you actually slice the print, and that's... Basically, it's taking the 3D design, the STL file that you may be using that you got from somewhere, whether you downloaded it from something like Thingiverse, and then you slice it. And basically, the slicing is going to be controlling the temperature, the layer height for your specific printer. And I use a software called Cure, which is free, and Cure runs you know, Mac, Linux, uh, Windows, so it runs on everything. So you don't, you're not specifically stuck like, I need this operating system. So most 3D printing is kind of OS independent. You're, you're not like, I have to have you know, a Mac to do it. Um, the, the design software is, again, highly dependent. I, I'm gonna make it like a shameful confession. I use Tinkercad and I haven't graduated to something more sophisticated. I, I really need to. What's I'm Tinkercad? So Tinkercad's an online software that's free. So the cool thing is I can be doing 3D design work on my $200 Chromebook. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, you don't need some, you know, high-end machine, uh, hand-me-down, uh, you know, so, gaming. Right. Okay. To do the stuff. What does uh, Hoffman, what do you use? What's your uh, 3D software? 
Uh, I've got um, I've got SolidWorks, uh, Bobcad, and Fusion 360. Oh, okay, okay, high end stuff. What about you, Van? I I work in just Fusion 360 because it's free. Right there you or go. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's a lot cheaper than any of the others, mm-hmm. and it's every bit as good. It's yeah. probably better than a lot of them. Right. Okay. Really? Okay. Okay. I I've had an experience where I was at a uh, a gun shop and one of the sales reps he was studying uh, uh, mechanical engineering or something and he, he he looked down on me for saying yeah I use Fusion three sixty mm-hmm. and I was like. What's the difference? Because he's it's an all... idiot. <laughs> between the lines, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you said he's an idiot, right, uh, Richard Hoffman? Um, he, he yeah. you said he's he. Uh, Vin, you said he's trying to become an engineer. That's the problem right there. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, that's his. Uh, that's his. <laughs> right Those damn engineers. Hey, that, that's man. where. Where you pull up your phone and show them your IG page, you just start scrolling through, and say, "Hey, what do you think of these? Yeah. I did these." Yeah. <laughs> you know show that guy will be. I'll show you mine. Yeah, that guy will be teaching somewhere while other people are out actually making shit. I like engineers. I'm not, you know, I'm just trying to say though, this is how it goes. My my dad isn't is. Thanks, dad. Yeah, yeah, my dad. Yeah, my dad. My father has a master's degree in metallurgical engineering from Brunel. If you look it up, <laughs> that's a big deal. <laughs> you know what he made? Jack and shit. <laughs> no, actually, he's he's he the made way you, th- Hank. Well, I mean, you don't need a freaking degree for that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, he's I would person- say something mean, but I won't. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's the person who introduced me to the lost wax method, for example. Mm-hmm. So there, there are things like that. I mean, but he wound up being a teacher. Some people are better being a teacher. He was like naturally, uh, you know, naturally yeah. gifted to be a teacher. That's kind of like in the family. Uh, I, I need to call time here. I, this, this is kind of a unique moment. That man who's sitting in front of the BWE sign is an imposter. It's not Richard Hoffman. I know Richard Hoffman. Richard Hoffman has no filter. This is true. Yeah. He's, probably, he's just probably tired right now. That's what's going on, okay? You know, uh, that, I'm, I'm, I'm going yeah. to get chemo tomorrow. Yeah, so. the chemo is kicking his I'm ass. I'm up for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. D- don't take this, don't take this uh, Richard Hoffman, you know, for yeah. like for granted here you know <laughs> yeah i get to sit in the chair for six hours tomorrow getting oh. chemoed up yeah and then yeah. i get to walk around with that stupid bag pump thing <laughs> for two days oh uh, boy <laughs> now damn yeah. hose coming out my chest that i hook yeah. on everything yeah so listen what questions do you guys have for vin let's get into that i'm trying to get you guys going on this we brought vin in for this particular reason he's making mm-hmm. cool stuff what questions do you guys have for Vin, come on, let me hear it. Let me see it. The people out there, Richard Hoffman, Richard, Richard. Yeah, Hughes, okay. So what you got, Vin? What what is the next space gap you're working on? Ooh, the next space gap. Yeah. Yeah. What what do you got in the works? What's what's exciting you? I think well, the next thing that's exciting for me is uh, how do I say it? See, I'm scared to mention specific things because immediately the parts will dry up like that. Oh, yeah, yeah don't do that then. But that's, tell that's me later. That I've learned very recently, actually, and if I, um, there's actually like a whole 
your story. <laughs> yeah, but, okay. Uh, so what parts? What parts are difficult to get in the? Th- what are important parts in the three D printing world? But my main focus is with parts kits that you can print and assemble instantly, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the 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 FNS, for example, um, I helped the developer uh, TMS um, work on that design. Mm-hmm. And we we decided to announce a public beta, and mm-hmm. then print shoot repeat did a video on it, um, that instantly devastated any inventory out there. Um, CDNN mm-hmm. was the one that had the lower parts kit, which you can get for thirty or forty bucks, okay. and they had the slides for a hundred or a hundred and thirty, depending on you get the long slide or short because slide. Because of demand. Because of demand. Well, they raised the the price by twenty percent, which is reasonable for an e-commerce site when mm-hmm. they're experiencing demand. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still went out of stock instantly. Um, mm-hmm. And then I discovered that there were scalpers on eBay buying buying up the kits and then trying to auction them or sell them by now for four hundred, which is wow. over double of what the the, the yeah. gun is worth. And so like so that sounds that sounds like a problem, but it also sounds like an opportunity to me, right? It sounds like a company, I don't know, maybe BWE Firearms or something. Someone could get into the business of making these parts that everyone needs for their three D prints, three D printing. That that's actually a niche that a lot of these new cottage cottage industry companies are forming up. You have names yeah. like Avis Rails, Riptide, mm-hmm. Math Corp. They're making rails and. Um, Mm-hmm. you know, uh, wind chime kits to help you complete your build. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so the, I was looking at the wind chime kit for the FGC-9, and that was not cheap, but I was kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. It's not cheap, um, but it's worth it, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. you're paying for the convenience of having all the parts already assembled, and you're paying for oh, sure. a yeah. commercially made rifle barrel. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wind oh, yeah, yeah. chime. Yeah. What's the most uh, What's the m- the most sought after part in three D printing that like it's always sold out and people can't? Because I know that's a problem that we're running into too of trying to do things and then then you need to now get the parts for it. So I just want to know what's the most uh, is it barrels that are probably barrels right now parts mm-hmm. kits. Just parts yeah. kits. Okay. Parts kits. So Glock, Glock parts kits. Mm-hmm. Um, a stripped-down Glock 19 commands mm-hmm. a price of about six hundred fifty dollars mm-hmm. on every gun part. Right? Wow. Okay. That, that's that's pretty nutty. That's like more than the actual gun itself, right? Because yeah. People know that you just buy and assemble. Yeah. Um, high point C9 kits. They used to be able to be found for just thirty bucks. Now they're going for more than what the high points worth, mm-hmm. which is like one hundred and thirty. So like one point three high points. Wow. <laughs> okay. It's. Yeah. And I, I see that part kits are popular because they're they're so accessible, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. And once a gun, a part kit for a gun becomes known that hey, it's on a roster of guns that are eligible to be you know printed, their value just goes up instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what are the most popular guns that everyone it, that people want parts kits off? Of? Is, is the number one Glock? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Anything that... Who, who is it? Uh, who did the FGC-9 design? Uh, Jay Stark. Mm-hmm. Oh, or not, who's the other guy? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Not Control Pew. Who's the next guy? Ivan the Troll. Anything uh, Ivan the Control announces a, uh, a design for, boom. Then they're yeah. gone. Okay. Oh, you can't get the parts. High-power kits, um, 1911 kits. 
just okay. High point uh, nineteen. So all so basically, those are the big guns that everyone's uh, everyone's building. There, it's it's like those are the donor. Those are the donor guns for these kits or for these these three D prints. Yeah, um, the parts kits themselves they they command the high price alone. Um, mm -hmm. I think all time popular would be Glock and High Point. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How difficult is it, Richard Hoffman, to make uh, Glock kits and things like that? Have you thought about it? Looked into that at all? Uh, to me, it's not worth it. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not going to be able to produce enough of them fast enough mm -hmm. to where it's you know where it's going to be economical for me to do it. Okay. Uh, you know, if I had a setup like Keltec, that would be a different story. You know, if I had, you know, 50 machines sitting there, you know, you know, my mill has a 4,000 RPM spindle, you know, mm -hmm. now most of the mills have 10 to 12,000 spindles, if not higher, if you want to pay the extra money, mm -hmm. you know, so you can machine a hell of a lot faster than I can. Um, you know, I'm... I'm thinking about making some guns, some parts kits. Parts kits, you know, yeah. for three D printed. I'm, you know, but what? right now I'm so far behind in, yeah. you know, just work that I do now. Mm -hmm. That yeah, I got the idea, you know, but whether I do it now or in three years, mm -hmm. I don't know. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. um, what do you what do you guys yeah. think is the easiest gun out there to become like a parts kit for a 3D print outside of the Glock? Is so like is a Uzi easy? Is what's Te uh, probably Tech Nine? Tech Nine, okay. So I was going to say that Tech Nine. Tech Nine yeah. themselves command a high price. Yeah, I have been able to snatch one for a reasonable price. What's a what's a reasonable yeah, price on a Tech Nine nowadays? They're nuts. You know, it's a $50 gun they're selling for, you know, 600 to 1000 bucks. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been it's trying to get a tech nine. Really? So, it, it's pretty nutty. Yeah. Yeah. Richard, all, the, mm -hmm. Go ahead. The metal parts on the Tech 9, like, so they're the lower part you can 3D print. But the right. metal parts on the Tech 9, how hard is that to build? Like, if I, without, like, a garage like yours, would mm -hmm. I be able to... 3d print fixtures to drill and you know template and stuff or is it just impossible you can do the receiver you're not going to be able to do the barrel or not the barrel right. but the trunnion and okay uh tech nines are kind of a weird bird because um, they've got a trunnion and the barrel is pressed into the trunnion some of them mm -hmm. are all one piece uh, there was a couple of different variations. I'm, that's the one gun I'm looking at because they're so easy to make the parts for, for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got a lathe, right. I've got a mill, I can make all the parts fairly quickly. Um, the receivers are a piece of cake. Or they're not the receiver. They should be the receiver, but they're not. Uh, the tube that the bolt and all goes in. The bolt mm -hmm. is fairly basic. Um, I'd have to have the firing pins made because I don't have a Swiss lathe, which is what you need to make those long, skinny pieces. Um, you know, unless I can get a Swiss lathe, which I'd like, but uh, 
Mm. You know, it's one of those, and the price the Tech Nine parts kits are going for, it's mm. worth it for me to make them. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? for sure. Okay. I'm just so. so I'm, oh yeah, I'm just so backed up on everything else right now. You need an assistant. Uh, you need an assistant. BWE. I need a bigger shop, more equipment, more yeah. people. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm going to make some changes to it. I'm going to do the barrel and the trunnion more like an Uzi than with mm -hmm. the Tech 9. So you just unscrew the barrel nut and replace the barrel. That way you can have different barrel lengths. You can have threaded barrels. You can have, you know, different calibers. Different calibers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All kinds of stuff. And, and, and that was going to be my next question too. to you, Richard, that, you know, based on your knowledge, because you really thoroughly understand the metal machining process, the old school, and I, I don't mean to use that in the legacy yeah. word way, yeah. but the traditional <laughs> way, let me say it more that way. Right. But because you understand both 3D printing and, you know, CNC machining, that you're already thinking about a 3D printed optimized way of building something that I could yeah. order a parts and, kit for. And, you know, basically I'm looking at it, fine, ATF wants to call this piece a receiver on the Tech 9, mm -hmm. fine, I'm gonna make money off that. I'm gonna take what should be the receiver and always should have been the receiver. I'm gonna build parts kits, sell them, and you can either have a print available or just go online, there's a bunch of them. Okay. Yep. And you can print Excellent. your own receiver. I, I love that. That's where the can suck it. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. I, I think that's where the industry um, should start, or at least should start heading into. Um, given that, you know, not the fear monger, uh, given that there's a possibility that, you know, um, more unconstitutional policies and laws could come into effect, um, companies will benefit a lot from making a design putting it available for print for personal printing and then just selling the parts kits mm -hmm. you know yeah. um yeah i mean and there's I, a lot less hassle selling makes, parts than there is selling guns yeah well making I don't even making accessories FFL. yeah making accessories yeah, yeah. unless I, unless the but remember that that's probably one of the reasons why the atf is trying to say that they want to decide what a firearm is Right. I mean, I'm not I don't let agree them. with it, but, you know, this is this yeah, is the nonsense that they're up to. Yeah. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Because all I'm going to do is mm -hmm. change the design that much. Oh, it's no longer a firearm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Vin. I, I think that's a really dangerous. Um, anywhere where it's like a, a vague, like broad range of like application of a law or scoping. That's that's mm -hmm. just asking for a lot of danger. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, no, it'd be a horrible idea for ATF to suddenly decide what's a frame and what's a receiver. Yeah. Because it's, mm -hmm. I, if I recall correctly, it's already written in the law what is the criteria for a frame uh, and receiver. What they're trying to do is rewrite all that stuff, you know? I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys on it, but this is the reason why they're trying to rewrite it. Uh, I think they, 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 I don't want to say they don't understand what they're doing. I think they get it. They want to, they're trying to see whether or not we understand what they're really up to of what they're trying to push through because there's one cool. thing in front of us now that 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 we that we get mad about but it's the future of them going in there and going this is a firearm that's a firearm this is a fire you can't do this yeah. you can't do this you can't do this and that's where the point comes that you go no you we're not even gonna we're gonna completely ignore you guys 
Go ahead. So when you say they understand, I agree with you. I'm going to say David Chipman, who only had 25 years experience in Mm -hmm. ATF, I don't think he could make spaghetti if he tried to. I don't think he has Mm -hmm. the engineering skills to complete that task. Right. Yeah, he's an idiot without a doubt, you know. Uh, he looks like Most nobody pretends he, he looks that like good. Gary Busey on um on crack on meth and uh you know whatever other crazy And being not too polite for Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's really it's really a crazy situation. But that once again, that's all part of the plan, right? Throw a crazy person out there. See if you can get him in. If you get him in, you win because you got a crazy yeah. person up there doing what you want. If you don't, you you can make someone look more reasonable and get that person in, and they do the same nonsense. Mm-hmm. So, you and, know. And I, I, I hate want to ask. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. No, Let's no, let Vin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vin, you got to jump in here with the guys. You got to jump in, you know. Uh, don't, yeah. <laughs> I try not to interrupt when, when speaking. I I, just was, I hate that how politicized this this hobby of ours is, and how mm-hmm. po- political a government body has to has to be. They have an agenda to push, and they're pushing. The more they push, the more people are going to you know like like bounce back. Say it's not right. It's like mm-hmm. it's like when you squeeze play doh in your hands, right? You can only squeeze so much before it starts oozing out everywhere. Mm-hmm. So. If they're gonna do that, gunners just one day gonna be like, okay, well, if making if putting a brace on my pistol means the same penalty as a machine gun, I may as well have a machine gun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just yeah. it. They what they don't realize is that there's a lot of people like me that's okay. Uh, so having a brace on this pistol is going to be a 10 you know a felony and i'm going to get 10 years in jail well guess what making 10,000 machine guns is going to get me 10 years it probably won't even get me 10 years in jail mm-hmm. so i'm going to make 10,000 machine guns and i'm going to sell them to any swinging dick who shows up mm-hmm. you know yeah. i was at a meeting with atf and they're running their stupid mouths about something mm-hmm. you know I, I looked and i said go ahead and take my freaking license i don't give a shit because I'm going to be doing the exact same thing tomorrow that I'm doing today. And they're like, but that would be illegal. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I am playing nice. Yeah. And if you want to screw with me, fine. I won't play nice anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't care. is the epitome of being ungovernable. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And yeah. now that I got cancer. Zero I fucks. I care less, even less, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're you negative, know, what negative are you ten. going to do to me? Yeah, you're <laughs> rich Beware is now. a man with nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's negative 10 on the fucks to give <laughs> scale. <laughs> I, I think if the ATF ever, you know, um, does something obscenely crazy, like pass some obscene ruling, like the ideal thing would just be to get a belt printer, one of those new belt printers um, from yeah. Gaudi, and just have it run like small little auto sear. Like. I'm sorry. Um, drop in lightning links and then just have a bucket of them. You mean code hooks, code hooks, wall-mounted code hooks. Yeah, parachute them into every yard in America. (laughs) I'm going to have a drone just fly over and drop them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the squadron. Yeah. I think when they, I think you guys are right. I mean, when you try to see how far you could push the people, you often just go too far man that's how you wind up you know you wind up getting body slammed on the concrete you know yeah. um just so, ask the british how that went when they tried to push it too far yeah 
Right. You know, we kicked their ass out of the country. Yeah. I'm, I'm really surprised that there hasn't been a, um, like, even with income tax or, like, the confiscation of gold in the 1930s. I'm, I'm generally surprised that there hasn't been, like, a, a very forceful response in that, hey, this is messed up. You know, um, me, you know, as a, I, I was born here in America, but mm-hmm. um, I was raised up in a very, you know, very Vietnamese household. Mm-hmm. And from understanding American history, you know, um, us Americans have always had this spirit of defiance and spirit of liberty. And this make me wonder where, where has it all gone? You know, I think there's a um, price for there's a for the for like uh, freedom and safety and security um, that people have enjoyed for a long time. There's a price for that. Like people get complacent, you know, complacency. Yeah, people get comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. And I think it's like when you start seeing a lot of people like how you you said you were born here but your your parents probably came here to be to be free. I know that's why mine, you know, my family wound up over here. I think you you wind up seeing folks like us are more amped up and excited or want to fight back or push back against this stuff because we know we gave up we gave up a, a home. You know, a place where everyone looked like us to come live here. So um, you know, I, I think I get that, but there are people in America who feel that way. The question is, yeah, when are we going to see the pitchforks and the torches really come out and people really get mad and go, yeah, this, this shit has to end here. And, and when you look at how everyone reacted, including Republicans to what happened at Capitol Hill, it's like, that's nothing. That's not a thing. Like whatever they're, whatever they're mad about, that's not a thing there that actually happened, you know? Um, if there was like 10, wait till we, if there were 10 really mad people in that crowd, it would have been a lot worse than that. So mm-hmm. yeah, wait until we so, come and start building gallows on, uh, the mall and go into the Capitol and start hanging the bastards. Oh, man. well, <laughs> I, for, first off, I, I want to give med props out to real Cujo. He, he just mm-hmm. gave some money and you got to play the song, Hank. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Money, money. Yeah. He says, uh, he says, Richard with real talk. God bless you, sir. Thanks, real Cujo. Uh, we appreciate Bye, that. Yes. Uh, Black Sword Shinobi <laughs> says, ATF can suck it. Yeah. At some point, uh, Boss Hog says what uh, BWE said. You know, um, LV Louis Cipher says, complacency and entitlement. You know, uh, Brian M says you win the internet today, Richard. <laughs> uh, I'm trying uh, to break it. Yeah, real cool. Joe says I'm not here, guys. Love you all, but back to the shadows for me. Uh, we appreciate you uh, watching and listening. I think people. I think there will be a point in America where people are going to get that mad, and um, I don't think politicians care. I think they want to find out where the point is. You know. Uh, it's too bad. I yeah. mean, it's because once you once you kick stuff off, you can't actually easily stop what you kick off. You know. Mm-hmm. So, well, so I think we should start by tarring and feathering Fauci. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think we need to bring back tarring and feathering. And most people don't know what that really is. Yeah, I mean, and you it's, know, it's not going to take that I'd much. I'd rather be hung than tarred and feathered. Yeah, it's not going to take that yes. much tar or feather either. That's a little tiny dude. You know, uh, with the, but, uh, the and, and I don't. So, I am absolutely not for violence. Uh, let, let me get that out there, Joe. Just absolutely out there. Period. The 
the politicians have zero fear of us. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they should be afraid of physical injury. They should be afraid that we're not happy. That's that's ideally how our they're, government They're not entitled designed. to be comfortable. They're not entitled to be comfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm, I'm like I'm saying, I'm absolutely not for violence. I'm trying to, you know, be as polite as possible. They're supposed to be doing the uh, governing at the consent of the governed. You know, laws are supposed to be passed at the consent of the governed. If you read any of the founding fathers' papers, that's what they all talk about. So all of this crazy back crap, crazy stuff they're doing, all of these trillion dollar bills they're passing. They should be terrified of what we're going to do. They're yeah. like, they should be scared that, hey, that's not going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Vin. So these people in office, the thing that bewilders me is that these are public servants, right? They they should be, I would say, they should be making the kind of money they make. D.C. is a very expensive yeah. and opulent place to live. How are these politicians affording to live there, right? And I think we all know why. It's a lobbying, right? Mm-hmm. The politicians and the officials we have aren't doing our work. They're doing the corporation's work, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, I mean, th- th- there's no reason for D.C. that expensive. Politicians ideally should just go there once every financial quarter or something to do their business and then go back home to their communities where they, they're served and elected from. I don't even know mm-hmm. in today's time why we even need D.C., I don't really understand why we even we don't we you know it doesn't no. it doesn't really need to work like that. But but look, no one's going to change anything. We just saw what if if you ever want anything to illustrate that that people will not voluntarily change things in America, look at the last year plus 3 months. You know, there's massive opportunity to go in and rewrite how schooling works how a whole bunch of things work here in america and make it better right like if the excuse all the way up till then was oh well you know everything's in motion here we can't stop it they freaking shut everything down we should have come in and said okay we're changing schooling this isn't going to function like this anymore we're not going to do this like it just didn't happen and we're still there trying to figure out what we're going to do as a matter of fact a lot there's still places in america that are still shut down that's crazy you know so I think ultimately here, yeah, at some point everything has to burn down. The question of it that always comes up is like, well, so what are we going to do? One person on their own who tries to to go for it here isn't going to get very far, you know. But at some point there's going to be – there is going to come a point in America where people get really, really mad and then they push back against this. You know, my suggestion is be prepared for that all the time. Enjoy. I'm not telling people don't enjoy like whatever life we're living, but always in the back of your mind, it could it could happen like that all of a sudden. And maybe not even people like us get mad. Other folks who've been who've been feeding into this nonsense for a long time one day wake up and realize, you know what? This is bullshit. None of this stuff that we're doing is working for us. We're actually suffering because we're doing it and they get mad and they start destroying everything. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of the um, suffering people cause to themselves, like the whole self-isolation or the whole, uh, you know, oh, you're not wearing a mask thing, you know, you're just, you're mm-hmm. doing that to yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Go, uh, one thing that does scare me, mm-hmm. if, if, God forbid, things ever, you know, like pop off or whatever, mm-hmm. is what will other countries and superpowers do? 
you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a Vietnamese American, um, the Vietnamese people are very well aware of like a certain large uh, Asian power in Asia mm-hmm. um, that has a history of you know um, oppressing other countries. So that, that's one fear that I have. That oh, if things pop off, you know, what's going to happen on the international scope, right? Mm-hmm. Domestically, we'll probably be trying to figure out which politician um, did the most wrong, but internationally. You know, people could be preparing for like an infiltration or even an invasion. Yeah, I think without all the guns that we have in America and without, you know, that threat of there being a rifle behind every blade of grass, there, I mean, there's already countries who are obviously thinking about, you know, all the goodies that America has to offer, right? And if they could somehow figure out to take advantage of that. I think in today's age, what we're getting is more, um, you know, we're getting people trying to hack into things in America and create a problem that way. But but people actually parachuting in or landing on the shores and all that, um, I don't see that. Ha- I don't see that happening unless they actually a- achieve the, the, the goal of disarming America. If they disarm America, maybe. So they could easily take over New York City and Los Angeles and, and those areas because none of them can have guns. So, uh, you know, I, I encourage it. Mm-hmm. And most of the people in the U.S. New York who are going to defend the U.S. are going to let them. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. What were you saying, Vin? No, I was going to say, you can have New York and L.A. We, we don't like those places. Yeah. <laughs> Clean them up for us. Thanks. Yeah, I well, keep saying we need to declare war on Mexico. You. Yeah, go I, ahead. I keep saying we need to declare war on Mexico and then give them Californian reparations. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Can we uh, get New York too? Yeah. Listen, ideally, uh, look. At some point here, we may have to take over these places. But this is the reason why we get into a lot of this stuff, right? Because you know they every they want to get bailed out. I w- I wish that we had a system where they would not get bailed out. They would go into bankruptcy, and then they could just be taken over, and yeah. all that kind of nonsense could just be kicked out. But yeah, yeah, this this is not the way everything works anymore, right? But. In people's minds, is New York City as important as it used to be? Is D.C. really that no. important? No. I don't think so. Me personally, I don't think so. I don't think we need those things. But I don't want, I, at the same time, I don't want anyone to come into a part of America and take it over, like, you know, whether it's D.C. or California. But, you know, I mean, maybe we would have a good reason to uh, send uh, New York City back to the Stone Age. You know, we could always do that, you know, rebuild. <laughs> you know, you can always rebuild from zero <laughs> if it gets uh, if it gets level. But I, I don't know. I don't really think that I don't think we're going to see anything like that happening anytime soon unless people get disarmed in America. If the entire oh, if thing gets on disarm America. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I, you know, all the politicians are dead. Mm hmm. Because there's going to be a lot of people like me America, who are just going to uh, say, go ahead, Ben. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I think you cut out a little earlier. Yes. Yeah, yeah say uh, it again. Say what you were saying again, Rich. You know, the, if they uh, ban guns, mm-hmm. you know, they just sign their own death warrant. Because there's going to be a lot of people like me. Fine, I'm just going to go make a trip to D.C. and start shooting politicians. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to see an insurrection. Oh, 
these people came and they walked around the Capitol building. You know, yeah, they banned guns. I'm going to walk around the Capitol building with a belt fed, and I'm just going to start executing politicians. Um, yeah, Atomic Balls says, if you think people in New York City have no guns, think again. Um, and let me just say, everyone on this show ha- is welcome to their uh, to say what they have to say. Own opinions. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. That doesn't mean we agree or disagree. <laughs> but yeah, that's how, that's some listen. of us are a little more extreme than others. Right, right, absolutely. But and and I think the time is going to come, and I think that it's not even going to be folks like us who really get mad. That's what I said before. I'll say it again. I think that in a lot of different ways, because of how we all think. We, we live in places and we think in ways that, okay, we're going to be, when this, as this stuff gets bad for America, it's going to affect all of us, but it's going to affect us less than a lot of other folks out there. Those are the people who were mad last year burning down cities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when they realized that everything that they did, defunding the police, doing this, voting in stupid ass politicians like AOC and, uh, you know, other folks who are out there, Elon, Omar, all of that, they're going to realize that did nothing for them. As a matter of fact, maybe it made it worse or way worse for them. They're going to be the ones who get mad. They're going to be the ones who get really uh, pissed off and indignant and go after these people, you know, and then, we, you know, most of us are just going to be sitting back there waiting to clean, clean it up when it all goes down. So. Yeah, we're going to be enjoying the show. Yeah, uh, we got a super chat here from money, 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 money. God bless you, Patriots, American flag, gun, shades, fire, fire. And, and Optimus Vader is a squadron member. Oh, that's another yeah, squadron's growing, huh? What's squadron the squadron rolls heavy and deep? Yeah, what is the uh, mascot for the squadron? Do you guys have a mascot mm. yet? You have any kind of? It, well, okay, so uh, Chris Illog is working on a patch. He's the working patch on a patch. It. I think the the that that somehow you should incorporate pebbles into the squadron. <laughs> Uh, mascottery if this if we're gonna do that listen let's do some show and tell can we show some cool stuff you guys okay, want to show sure. some cool stuff okay can let's we? do yeah we can i mean as long you know listen as long as we're Are we allowed to show stuff yeah, as long as it's plastic and non-functional yeah. uh, i've got some stuff here i'll start out by showing i actually got this from walter keller from safety harbor firearms but it's not his thing um here let me see i'm gonna go to full screen on me check that out that is let me see get it do you guys recognize what that is? What? It's an upper. It's Looks a like Fostec. It's a Fostec upper. It's magnesium. Oh. Ooh. It's a magnesium. Do, do you have the rail for that also? Uh, this has a. See, so hold on. Let me show you the back. It's uh, what does it say? Magnesium aluminum tactical alloy construction. One third the weight of its aluminum competitors. All right. So it's got That's a rail. That's crazy. Did you see the rail at IV8888, the range day they had? No, I didn't. Uh, that Fostec had? They had a, yeah, they had a rail, and it just, you, you thought it would float. It was so light. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is going, this is going into a build. So Walter actually um, donated this to a build that I'm doing, um, which I want it to be lightweight. And I'm going to show you guys. Hold on. Let me go over to that here I'm gonna put, I'm gonna take this out I'm gonna show you something also not a, also not a gun YouTube um, check it out 
Boom. Ooh, sweet. KP15. Oh, the um, the, the Brandos polymer lower. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so this is the KP15 from K&E Arms. I got this from Brownells. Big shout out to Brownells. Um, so yeah, so those two things are going to be going together somewhat like this, somewhat like, you know, in, in this direction here, uh, we'll be making a thing, Ooh. a thing will be coming together. I have some plans. I have some plans for this of what I'm trying to, of what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to achieve is going to have, um, so what I want to do with that is build something different, uh, keep it lightweight. I want to do an integrally suppressed rifle out of that. So integrally full suppressed. Uh, full auto. Full auto. <laughs> Gotta have future. a happy switch. Yeah, yeah. In the future, in the future. Um, actually, I'm so I'm putting all these parts together that I'm going to send to Liberty Suppressors, and we're going to put together a lightweight, integrally suppressed uh, rifle out of that. You know, should be nice. Should be mm -hmm. nice. You know, not an SBR because it's going to have the suppressor uh, welded into it. So it's still come up to the, but you know, obviously I have a suppressor. So probably just one tax stamp behind it, you know, um, maybe we'll I'm get, so what's glad the, I don't have to do tax stamps. <laughs> what's the name I of that trigger? I form two and send it in. <laughs> right, right. What's the name of that trigger that's out there? Um, the the uh, digital one? No, not the digital one. What's the other one? The binary one or whatever. The one that it, it, it sounds like uh, sweet music of the heavens when it's shooting. I forgot who's making that. You know, um, someone has a. It's a new trigger that's out, but when you listen to it, it's like it's like a machine gun. Oh, uh, yeah, the force reset trigger. The force reset trigger. Yeah. What is that called? Um, what's the name of that company? I can't remember now. Their things have like gone up in price. I think it's supposed to be like four hundred yeah, bucks, yeah. but it's like eight, nine hundred or something. Ooh. People yeah. are, are scalping Just those two. Yeah. Uh, Gen Champ says what caliber? It's gonna be like five five six. So I already have a three hundred blackout integrally suppressed. Um so I'm gonna go rare breed from Brian M. Ba boom. You get the prize. Yes, yeah, the I think it's the rare breed. Um <laughs> Uh, Dan hates you. Says rare breed FRT. Blah blah blah. <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What most people don't know is that um, FRT isn't the first to make. Sorry, rare breed isn't the first to make that force reset trigger design. There's actually mm -hmm. another trigger out there that you can select into semi between mm -hmm. semi and force reset mode. I'm not going to mention the name because I don't remember, but oh. also because I want the stock to before I buy it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You can't you can't hold everything and not talk about it here. Listen, no one uh, looks at this. You could talk you could talk about the no one looks, no one listens to this even though we're like the best uh second amendment <laughs> podcast that exists. You know, from a band podcasting the, from yeah, the Hacienda in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, um, so I can look it up on my computer. Yeah, so, what, okay, what cool things do you guys, uh, do, who has some cool show-and-tell stuff? Who's got something? Come on. Mm, let's see. I'm not allowed to Hoffman, touch Hoffman, Flying Rich, Flying Rich, you got I'm not allowed to touch any of the good stuff. Yeah, I can't touch anything, so I, I guess I can yeah. pan my camera up. I, I can try to pan it up here. You guys can see. Okay, here, let's go. My, yeah, you got some house. cool, you got a lot of cool stuff there on the wall. So you know, I guess one thing really neat up there is the um, the very top 
That's the STR-15 with a printed upper receiver and printed barrel shroud. Mm-hmm. Um, rifle build 22LR, printed magazine too. Okay, so you, um, like to do, you like to do a lot of rimfire calibers? I love rimfire. It, it's very, very cheap and a very wholesome okay. um, caliber working. Okay, so let me ask you this, Vin. For the folks out there who have not heard of you before, and we'll do this at the end as well, but if they want to follow you on social media or communicate with you, where are you? Can they meet you in real life? How do they communicate? Where do they see your stuff? Um, yeah, so, you know, I'm Vin Nguyen. You can follow me. My handle is N-G-U-Y-E-N-K-V-V-N. I have a Twitter, which I mostly um, crap post and make really bad memes and jokes. also post gun stuff there. Instagram is the same handle. You can go there if you want to see just gun stuff. Yeah, um, and I think we could scroll through the Instagram. Let me see. Do I still have it up? Yeah, I do. Yeah, let me scroll through the Instagram really quick. I won't be able to click on anything here, but I'll scroll through it so you guys can see uh, what it looks like. So it's N-G-U-Y-E-N-K-V-V-N. Yep. That's how you... That's uh, and I recommend everyone go there. Um, this crazy-looking... Um, is that an NAA you said? It um, is. Yeah, NAA <laughs> with a pistol grip. There's the wall right does there. Does it fold into the grip? Yeah. <laughs> it does not. Yeah, I see. Is that a supreme high point? <laughs> yes, my my friends have this tradition where we all get together and buy each other birthday gifts. And um, um, they we we decide to torment each other with whatever gift we're going to get <laughs> every yeah. year. So. Yeah, um, and then something. What's this with the Riptide rails? Is that a three twenty or what is that? That is coming pretty soon. That is an MP shield, just a regular single step. Oh, shield. shield. All right, but okay. It's been made similar to the ASP and Devel back in the uh, the late twentieth century. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a window for you to see your magazine count, and there's mm-hmm. also a front uh, trigger guard has a little neural on it to help keep your grip down. As well as a a finger rest on the side of the frame. Okay, cool. Yeah, some cool things on here. I'm gonna keep scrolling. Did you make your own um, in-house shooting container? Is that what's going on there? You made your yep, own. Yep, that's a 55 gallon bullet, drum two- bullet trap. Yeah, it lives in my basement. Okay. Um, and where are you for the ATF to come get you? What's your? Um, they can come get me anytime. I live in Atlanta. <laughs> Yeah, okay. There you go. Um, we need to actually get together in real life and do um, some shooting. Do you ever come down to Florida? Um, yeah, what part of Florida are you in? I, I usually drive down, um, visit family and whatnot. Yeah, we're, we're just outside of Gainesville. 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 That's North, North Central. East. North Central. North Central. Yeah. yeah. Off 75. From Orlando, um, oh, from Orlando okay. about two hours. Yeah, it's right off I-75. So if you get if you're leaving Atlanta, you go through a crap ton of traffic for three hours. And then when you yeah. get out of Atlanta on 75, after you pass all the cops that are trying to give you tickets from Georgia, <laughs> it's just, yeah. you know, a little bit down the road and you'll be here. G- GSP don't play. Yeah. State Patrol does not play. No, man. Those guys are ridiculous. Ridiculous out there. But yeah, so maybe we should make some plans. And do something, we all get together. You could bring some of your guns, we'll do videos and shoot out. Someone will make some food. I volunteer at Flying Ridge. I'll, I'll cook <laughs> filet mignon with the red wine reduction sauce. 
But <laughs> I know Lola's a fantastic cook. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lola's not going to cook. But I'm happy people. to jump in. Yeah. Yeah, Lola's not cooking for 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 any of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Lola don't like you. No, I'm just kidding. That's not uh, that's not to you, Flying Rich. You know, everyone thinks Lola is is, is so awesome, but she is. She is awesome, she but has, no. But Lola doesn't. She puts like up you. with you. She's got to be awesome. No, that's just. Do, um, do you know? I hypnotized her a long time ago. <laughs> people were remarking about that at Iraq Veteran. They're like, "How'd Hank end up with her? She is like." Well, uh, the big she's schlong. She's here on the scale. No, the big schlong, and man. Somebody actually said that. What? Said what? I didn't say that. Somebody... Uh, somebody said, Someone said what? What you said. Yeah, this is the big schlong? For sure. Yeah, that it's the Mandingo schlingo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. A lot of people wonder, like, how, how did... Uh, how did I get so lucky? Yeah, everything. I say this all the time on the podcast. Everything has a price. She needed a tax write-off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, uh, Smash Time says Lola is the most amazing person in the whole world. Oh, my God. There's a lot of schmoozing wow. going on here. Uh, the arms a lot of man, Yeah, the armsman says, I don't think there would be a Hank without Lola. Um, nope. You know. Absolutely not. Okay. Lola's awesome. She's amazing. I, I can't lie about that. Um, Is so, she blushing? You don't got her blushing. Her. Who, Lola? I don't even... She's not here. So, no? yeah. Lola knows she's awesome. You guys, don't, you guys don't even need to be nice to her. How about me? How awesome am I? Anyone? No? You're the not best, Hank. Oh, I don't believe you guys. You're all bastards. <laughs> Vin, I believe. Vin, I believe. Vin... <laughs> Vin was genuinely he 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 thought it was cool to meet me. The rest of you, whatever. It's all it's all good. Yeah, we know you. That's yeah. You know, it's not like we yeah, meet you for the first time. time. You know, right? <laughs> you know, next time he comes on the show, he'll be just like us. Right? Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> so we'll listen. Corrupt him just right. So I know that I know that BWE wasn't um you know wasn't okay. Smash Time says she actually had a, has a halo above her head at all times. Wow, Smash Time is a, Oof, well, he's a he's going sweet, for it. Yeah, he's a smooth talker, that guy. You gotta be careful, man. Wow. What is he was he from Houston? He's one of those Houston pimps. <laughs> yeah, he said he's gonna be driving out to the next direct veteran shoot. Oh, okay. Um, and, and he said he's taking the GTR so he can give me a ride in. Yeah, didn't I see Smash Time somewhere? Where was was Smash Time yeah, at? Yeah, he he was yeah. at a wreck veteran. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Thought I saw him there. Um a wrecked veteran. No. <laughs> A rock veteran. Yeah, a rock veteran. Did you have fun? Oh, I... Do you don't know what we're talking about? <laughs> I think that I think that chemo's getting to some of your brain cells. <laughs> I think I like that name better than Iraq veteran. I Iraq veteran would would have been better. Oh boy, don't even start shit. Then he could have done porn too. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Mm, no. Yeah, please don't put those don't put those pictures in my mind. What's wrong with you? Is your channel monetized, Hank? I think, uh, I think you want to try to keep the monetization. Not anymore. Right? It's not. Listen, <laughs> YouTube has so many um, red flags on my channel. It's not even funny. Um, oh. Crazy Scottson says Vin will open up eventually and won't be so shy. Um, so there you go. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Hey, so you can ask me anything and I'll answer it. Yeah. So well, tell us what was the cool stuff you saw? Like uh, the cool stuff I saw at the IB eighty eight eighty eight 
event and shout out to everyone who was there was I saw I saw some cool stuff there and you know some of the things that you had but what did you see Vin that was cool there tell us Ooh, um well I actually saved some business cards from some of the people that I, I ran into there I I was surprised that um there was a local company called Alpha Foxtrot um local mean Duluth that's basically like KBBQ and like Asian food mecca here um that they made 1911s and nine millimeter locally, and oh, was it? What, what say that again? Was it Alpha Fox, Foxtrot? Yeah, and I got to try some of their pistols, and they're pretty neat and pretty value price too for twelve hundred dollars for a, a good 1911. I, I thought, wow. Yeah. What um, was the name of the guy? What was the name of the guy that was there for? Because I did talk to that guy. He's pretty cool, and I think that's the yeah. guy who does a lot of their designs and stuff like that. I think I can't Joshua Y. He was the uh, director of sales. Yeah, but he does some designs and different things like that also. Uh, yeah, Ooh. he's cool. We need to get him on the show. Um, actually, there was some cool things I saw on the show. I don't know if Lola is even listening right now. There was a company there that was making, uh, we're talking about 3D printed stuff. They're making 3D printed um, loaders. Lola, if you can hear me um, in the house, if you could bring those loaders out here, I could show the people. What was it, Hijack or something? Mean. mean huh? I think it was Mean... Mean arms? No, no, there was another booth. Like, uh, towards that end, but not, like, three-quarters of the way down towards Mean. There was a booth. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's Hijack or something well, like that. I think yeah, it's Hijack. I think you're right. Thing, right. Huh? Hit the whole incense thing going on. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I think that was that. Yeah. yeah. They make they, they can make a, a loader for your for any kind of magazine that's out there. They had, like, AR ones. They had different pistol ones. Um, and they are giving them away. Three, yeah, they were 3D printed. Oh. I think, I don't know, Lola's probably, uh, let me see. If, no, I can't text her. She just brought her phone in here in case we lost the bandwidth. Um, okay, so, okay, what else did you see that was cool, Vin? Um, the digital trigger's pretty neat. It was nice to see a Fostech origin in person. Oh, I got yeah. to talk to them a little bit about what happened with the whole, you know, firearm um, yeah. AOW thing, and it was just the ATF being the ATF, of course. Yeah, um, Judd, Judd's oh, a cool dude. Pretty bad for them. Yeah, Judd's a cool, Judd and his whole family is a lot of people in the family that work for Fostec. Uh All those people are cool. I like those guys. And Judd's been out here on the Hacienda before with that Origin. And it's a badass gun, man. Ooh. You know, I know there was some issues because they did a pistol version. and uh, yeah. I think in this new proposed rules, those would not even be allowed, right? Like shotgun. We were talking so, about it um, yesterday. Like the shockwave and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The checklist I noticed says rifle barrels only. Yeah, yeah. there's some other things in there, I think, because, um, you know, I, I know that when uh, Crump was on yesterday, he was talking about that. So, um, yeah, we, we got to push back on of, Hmm? That's going to make a lot of things, um, make a lot of gun owners instant felons. Yeah. Oh, here he goes. Lola says Hilljack Quickie Loader. So if you can bring those out for me, Lola, and then I will show those off to the people. I'm going to try to get those guys on the show. Why'd you laugh at the Hill Jack Quickie Loader? You like that? Uh, Think that's funny? Do I amuse you? No, no, no. no. The fact you just called out to Lola, like, like Lola, can you can you come bring me X, Y, and Z? It's like, yeah. Yeah, woman. <laughs> this is a, let me just, I know you're young. This is how you got to do it. Bring the loaders, woman. Let me see. Okay. She, when she comes in here, she'll have something to say. 
Uh-oh. You guys just you? Pretend, yeah, just pretend you don't hear whatever Lola says. Are, are we going to see her coming She's out behind your head? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Uh, Richard, let's go to... Did, did you have anything else cool that you saw out there that you... I know you were shooting a bunch of stuff. I saw you shooting things. But let's see what... Flying Rich, what did you like out there? So uh, I'll tell you what's most amazing to me is it's not huge, the area. But it's so easy to pass by things. And each time I'm there, I'm like, that was there and I missed it. Mm-hmm. And so Sentry uh, Arms had the AP5, so their version of the MP5. Mm-hmm. And I didn't shoot it. I shot like their PSL. I shot a couple of other things mm-hmm. on the table next to the AP5, but didn't mm-hmm. shoot the AP5. I totally missed the digital t- trigger, which was totally cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mean Arms has the ball bearing delayed blowback nine mil upper for an mm. AR, which was very cool. I'd love to get a TNE on that and check okay, it out. Lola's throwing stuff at me. Is that all? There's three of them. Watch out for the brick. Huh? That's all I see. Oh, okay. Well, you need to put your glasses on and find the other one. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Here comes the brick. She didn't even I, hear I that. would. Yeah. That totally wouldn't fly in my house. <laughs> she didn't even hear me. Let me tell you. you no, know no. That's, they, they pretend that way. You know what she the secret you. is? Have you ever seen, what is that Eddie Murphy movie, Norbit? Have you ever seen Norbit? I gotta no. watch it again. Yeah, you gotta look at Norbit, man. It's real funny. Um, so in Norbit, he's so scared of his wife that his wife puts him like in the basement. And he's he's so frustrated. He wants to scream. He goes like this. He doesn't make any sound. He just, <laughs> you know, the trick is you've got to you've got to say stuff that your wife doesn't hear, and then go what? I don't, I don't know. I didn't say anything. I don't know what you heard. No. Did you find it? Oh, I see your your glasses are working. Congratulations. Okay, there you go. All right. So here's the uh, here's the thing. Let me show you guys this real quick. We'll get back to to what uh, what Rich was talking about here. So here is, come on, let's get this to focus. There we go. Hilljack Quickie Loader. Ba-boom. And this particular one is... What is this? QL9? Um, I don't know how they figure out exactly. Okay, so this is for a CZ P09 Smith & Wesson M&P9 Compact um, SD9VE Ruger a whole bunch of different things. Here it goes. Let's see if we can get that to focus in. So there you go. Right? All 3D printed to work on the magazine. Just push it down over the magazine. There you go. So these, this is what, do you guys remember? Do you guys remember seeing these at all? Oh yeah, yeah, they were nice people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. Um, there's, there's a couple of them. Let's see here, and there's another one, and then I'll let, I know uh, Richard Hoffman has something really badass he wants to show us there. This one is, this is for 5.56 magazines, so check this out, hold on, let's go back to this real quick again, here we go. This is their 5.56 one right here, come on, focus you, son of a gun, there you go. So that, believe it or not, works on your mags and stuff like that. So Hilljack, I'm gonna have those guys on the show for uh, anyone who wants to 
know about that. Okay, let's go real quick. Richard Hoffman, show us what do you got there. I know you, you weren't at the, um, what did you call it just now? What did you call that event? Is Richard still there? <laughs> oh, uh, what did I call it? Um, I don't know. I think he's frozen. I think Am we're going low bandwidth. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think we're all going. Um, hold on a second. I might have to switch, guys. Hold on. Might lose us. Yeah, I think you got to right. switch. Yeah, I got to switch over. The stream here. stopped. Yeah, hold on one second. Uh, I'm going to try to switch right now. Let's see if we can do it. Okay. Is there anyone out there? No. I don't see. We're back live, but I don't I'm see here. anyone. No, you guys, I can see you guys, but I don't see anyone else. I think it kicked the show all the way off. So I'm checking. Um, I don't see anyone in the chat right now. So. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, it kicked us all the way out, huh? But she gets to record and put the two together. Uh, maybe, maybe. Oops. Yes, you got a brand new stream. Yes. Okay. So there's some people. We'll we'll give. We'll be on for a couple of minutes and let and so that way we'll give a chance to wrap everything up. But yeah, it'll make it into two separate things here, and then I'll sort it out later. So shout out to everyone who's coming in. As you guys are coming in, smash those thumbs ups out there. Uh, yes. Yeah. The uh, what happens when you try to do the podcast on the van? Can you press right there on my face, Lola, on that thing so I could focus? Thank you. Okay, there you go. All right, yeah, you're good. I think you're you good. looked better before. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, thanks, Rich. I appreciate that. Yeah. Dude. Okay. <laughs> hey. And I, I get told I, I'm oh, trouble. Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Rich is in a mood. It's okay. It's okay. I'm gonna be nice to Hold him on. while he's on his therapy. High five, fist bump. Let's see. Fist yeah, bump, Rich. Well, no, you're you're in the same thing as me. So. Uh, <laughs> there you go on that side yeah listen i'm gonna there be nice i'm gonna be nice to rich while he's going through his chemo when his chemo time is over okay that's good you know i'm not gonna be mean i'm not gonna kick him while he's down you know i know it's all good he's getting his adrenaline going he needs it i jerked my cord out yeah i bet you did Okay. I got excited. Yeah, so we're, a frequent occurrence. <laughs> what was man? This is okay. What was the what were you going to show us? I know you had some kind of barrel there that you wanted to show us. What yeah, is that? I, I, you know, I can't show you much cool stuff, but I can show you half a belt fed. There you go. Boom. That's cool. That's Ooh. not a. That's that's just a barrel. YouTube, whatever you want to get. Half an G forty two. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. That is so uh, cool. So, do you have the rest of that? Yeah, in pieces. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, you don't have to show us that right now. Okay. Very There's cool. There's a piece. Okay. Let's see. Oh. Oh. So you're building one. You're putting one together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Is that wood or bakelite? What's the other piece? Huh? That's wood. <laughs> yeah. It's just painted black. I think you should 3D print some of those parts. <laughs> that would be the move. That would be the move. Um, I think I would really enjoy that. Um, Dan Hates You says the Who lost his internet podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, man, you guys. 
there's some evil there's some evil dudes out there there's some, there's some evil <laughs> um yeah so anyway listen shout out to everyone who's joining us back here um we, we probably should wrap it up we'll take a couple of minutes here and wrap everything up um where do we want to go here how what do we want to say about 3d printing I, stuff go ahead I had a question, and for so for Vin and Rich, my paradigm. What is your paradigm? I'll explain my paradigm for three D printing, and if you can add, because I think we all have a slightly different paradigm. My paradigm is I'll take something that somebody else's design and modify it to my liking, or I'll print something that you know doesn't exist. And, you know, or print something that would be cheaper for me to print it as opposed to buying it somewhere else. And, and that's pretty much my paradigm for printing. And, and I was wondering what your guys' answer would be. Hmm. I, I guess for me, my, my paradigm is I want accessibility. Mm-hmm. I, I want people to be able to make guns um, that they otherwise could not get. Yeah, I want I want to mobilize all the parts kits and stuff that are out there, mm-hmm. and I also want to have fun doing it. You know, making accessories or you know, um, well, I'm not really saving money given how much these machines cost, um, but you know, make accessories and make my own you know creative designs. You know, accessibility and creativity are I guess could summarize my uh, you know modus operandi. Okay, cool. Um, Rich from BWE. Money, money, man. <laughs> That's it, yeah. money. Yeah, God bless America. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Stupid little things like my Christmas. Can you see that? I doubt mm-hmm. it. What is that? That is a uh, selector switch for an Uzi. Okay. It's <laughs> red and green for Christmas. <laughs> I'm printing those because, you know, half of more plastic anyways. And it's like, I got the 3D model. I wonder if it'll print. And it printed pretty good. Does it work? Does it uh, fit yeah, in as a part? Yeah, it Okay. Yeah. I've, I've sold the uh, selectors off all my Uzis, and I've got 3D printed ones on my Uzis now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What else do I got? There's Working a lot on, of... Uh, I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. Um, what is, on, what uh, part is that? Speed loaders. Oh, okay. Loaders for, uh, that's for, uh, MK760. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of good places that we could go to with this, pushing the boundaries and the envelope and all that kind of stuff and lots of cool things that we could do. When I saw, when I originally saw Vin and, and I was looking at those guys, I was like, man, this would be great stuff for movies. Like, you know, when you look at the, the movie guns, um... You know, I like those kinds of things. So maybe sometime we'll get together, we'll do a little short film. You know, what do you think yeah, about that? You're more welcome to come up to Atlanta at any time. I share my collection and, you know, we take some to the range here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I'm thinking we should do a, we should do some kind of like cool uh, short film kind of a thing, you know. Maybe we'll get, uh, you know, we'll get like a nice apocalyptic uh, landscape somewhere. I have a friend like that has Like your backyard. A, well, I have a friend that has a junkyard. That would be great for that. We can get a junkyard, you know. We can get a, like a, a, you know, we can get some beautiful actress. So, so we get some, you know, something that looks visually appealing Lola. to the folks out there. No, not Lola. I'll, do it. I'll put no. on a bikini. No, no, 
no, no. We'll get oh, a professional. Let my bag hang out. No, no, no thanks. <laughs> Nobody wants to see your bag. Uh, but uh, you know, I think it'll be. Co- I think these I'll put kinds a fresh of things. One on. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Um, so anyway, there's lots of different applications for this. Here's what I want to do before this gets any worse than it already <laughs> is. Um, uh, in this thing here, for all the people who are joining us here. Um, or the people who are watching the other parts, because at some point here I'll have to reconnect these two things. But um, if you if you want to figure out how to get in touch with, the, with these guys, we'll go through that right now. Let's start with Vin. I know we said it somewhere in the middle, but let's do it again. Vin, mm-hmm. t- tell the folks how they can get in touch with you, how they can communicate with you, etc. Um, you can send me a DM on Instagram and Twitter. I'm trying to work on uh, responding more more promptly to everyone. Um, it's N-G-U-Y-E-N-K-V-V-N. Uh, that's two V's as in Victor um, on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. And if you somehow manage to find my email, um, I mean, I guess I respond there too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, and let's go to Flying Rich. Flying Rich. How can the people... Uh... So first, I, I just want to say, if you want to find Vin, the easiest way to do it is go to Hank's Instagram and look at the post he did with the 3D stuff. Yeah. And Vin's tagged there. So you just click. So two clicks, you're there. Uh, so flyingrich.com, flyingrich underscore official on Instagram. And, of course, YouTube, where when I get to three, three, 3,000 subs, I'm going to shoot my AK underwater in my pool. My wife didn't hear that, did she? Uh, no, she didn't hear that without my wife knowing. So yeah. my um, she, she doesn't like 30, look at the podcast at all. Thirty subs away, and yeah. I'm gonna shoot the AK. How many subs do you need? Where do you need these subs again? Thirty, and so it's YouTube.com/slash/FlyingRich. There you go. Everyone should go and subscribe to that so that he could shoot his AK underwater and ruin his pool and have his wife uh, murderize him. You know. I just followed. To, there you go. Boom. Twenty nine more to go. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you better shoot it. That better not be some 3D graphics or something, you know, blue screen. I want to see you actually shooting in your own pool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. in a Speedo. Okay. Uh, well, no, you don't need Speedo. Okay, so let's go. Let's go. <laughs> no, no, thanks. That's uh, all right. Uh, okay, so let's go. <laughs> Richard Hoffman of BWE. How can the folks, where can they find you? Etc. Uh, you can email me at Richard at BWEFirearms.com. You can go to the website, BWEFirearms.com. Uh, I'm on all the social media and video sites, pretty much. Uh, it's All of them are a variation of BWE Firearms, depending on how they made me do it. Okay. Uh, yeah. There you go. So on my part, you guys can just go to HankStrange.com. You can figure, or just Google Hank Strange, and you'll find out all the different things and places that we are and stuff that we're up to. Uh, I really do want to thank these guys for coming on here and talking about this. Um, it's very interesting. Hopefully, we'll have Vin come back and uh, the two, the two Richards. Yeah, I don't know if it's a good combination, man. These two Richards get a little out of control whenever they're on in, in the same. How yeah. can you fist bump that? Richard? Fist bump. Yeah, See, I got to figure out how to do this. Down, nope, down. Go there you go. Down. Yeah, you're in the right side. Down. Go. Boom. There you go. There you go. Uh, boom. Four way. Four five. Five oh. way. Voltron unite. Okay. Five way. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. This is getting a little kinky here. Yeah. Exactly. 
Um, listen, it was fun. What I'm going to do when we get off air here, I'm going to make sure all these guys are connected to each other and maybe we can uh, get some more collaborative stuff going. I want to thank everyone out there for watching us. Big shout out to Barnules. We appreciate them sponsoring the podcast here as well. I am going to roll in the end and then we're going to come back and Vin is going to give us the last words and some words of wisdom. You got, you got like 20 seconds to think about it, Vin, of your words of wisdom. Start working on it now. Big shout out and thanks to everyone who joined us here once again. Smash those thumbs ups. Ring the bell. Here we go. I'm going to run in the end and we'll be right back here in a second. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. I know it's been a crazy, crazy one here. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you smash those thumbs ups and ring the bell. We're going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes and all your other places where you go for your audio podcasts. Um, I really do appreciate uh, Richard of BWE Firearms, Flying Rich for coming in, and Vin Wen from uh, what's well, just Vin Wen from Vin Wen, right? Um, yeah, it's just Vin Wen. I'm kind of just <laughs> out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't have any other thing for it right now. That's what you got. Okay, so hit us with the words of wisdom, Vin. Uh, it's here. Free men don't ask. New new man got the all right, boom, boom, dropping, dropping knowledge. Like speaking a different language to me. Yeah, he was <laughs> dropping knowledge <laughs> for the first time here. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I really do appreciate it. You guys stay right there. Big shout out to everyone. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We're out. Bye, y'all.